It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, our French romantic Simon Marcel. Hello. Ah, bonjour, bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Ah. Bonsoir, good evening. Ah. Comment ça va? How are Hello. you? I am very well. Bien. 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 Simon. Bien. Bien. Good. It's my French lesson. I love how you always discover me as if you've never met me. There's a woman talking every to me. Every night is a new night with you, Auntie Taylor. I <laughs> every discover night is a new you. Mary, every night is a new night on the rendezvous, and I That's discover what he you said, every single night. You discover me every night. Listen, Simon, I want yes. our listeners to call in 855-905-8255 with their relationship, you know, love, marriage, mm-hmm. dating, drama, problems, questions, or if you just want to vent. That's why Simon and I are here. I mean, we have That's the it. French romantic. I'm the American realist. Mm-hmm. We'll give you both sides of the coin. Do what yeah. you want. Maybe you like what it. What more maybe can you, don't. you get? <laughs> Very well said, From Simon. A radio what show. more can you get? So listen, <laughs> Simon. Let's take yes. some calls. Eight five five nine zero five eight two five five. I do see as we come in tonight. We already have a call on hold. Married for thirty years, newly single. I can't wait to find out mm-hmm. what's going on here when we return on the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationship, advice with Mm -hmm. our French romantic Simon Marcel. Hi, Simon. Bonjour, Angie. Hello. Let's go to the phones. Megan listening in Stowe, Ohio on 98.1 KDD. Hi, Megan. Thanks for calling The Rendezvous. Bonjour. Hi. Hello. Bonsoir. Bonsoir, Megan. All I've seen is that you just got out of a 30-year marriage? Yes. Well, tell exactly. us what's going on, Miss Love. What's going on is that the divorce is kind of traumatic, and mm-hmm. I'm still sort of trying to figure out who I am at mm-hmm. this point, and if I even want to bring other people um, romantically, let's say, into my life. And my my kids are encouraging me. Um, my daughter wants me to date, and my son wants me to get an AIDS test with anyone that I, I'm <laughs> even thinking of dating. And I mean, I just personally. I love it. You sure. see, the son is being daddy in this whole situation. Like, I, I want you I to be guess. safe. Yeah. I want everything to be okay. And your daughter is being like, hey, go have fun. 30 years married, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And how right. are you feeling? And I don't, I mean, I'm not sure who I am that's ready to have fun. I, I, I. I'm just, I'm wondering if there's a question I can ask myself that will help me decide if I'm really ready to welcome another person. I mean, I can, I have had a couple of dates, but they were awkward and mm-hmm. made me feel like I'm just not ready. <laughs> so Go ahead, just, Simon. just out of curiosity, if you were Megan's best friend, if you were, your, what question do you think she would ask you? Um, what would I enjoy doing in could I enjoy sharing that maybe an activity or with another yes. person? What did you used to enjoy, Megan? Well, like going to uh, museums, um, mm-hmm. drawing, like going to films. Um, Love it. Yes. You, you, you are breaking my heart and making me so happy at the same time in a weird way. I have to tell you, my mother went through this and was married for 30 years and I was pushing her so hard. 
get out there. Go date. Go meet people. Because I felt like she was so sad for so long. And so Mm -hmm. my wish was probably a lot like your daughter's. Like, I've seen you struggle. I've seen you go through this pain. I want you to feel love and feel happy and get excited and get those butterflies in your stomach again that you probably forgot you had. And you're saying, wait a minute. I don't know. I'm going on dates and I feel like I'm not ready. That's who you need to find is someone that will let you go slow. Companionship. Okay, so Gina, we're not talking right. about ooh-la-la. We're not talking romance. We're talking companionship. Right. Isn't it more fun to go to a movie with somebody you like? Isn't it more fun <laughs> to go to a museum with somebody you like? Isn't it more fun and exciting to go on a walk with somebody and mm-hmm. share the experience, Megan? Isn't it better? Oh, definitely. It, well, it certainly can be. It has been in the past. So, you know, yeah. before to run, you have to learn how to walk. Mm-hmm. And so at this stage, you have to relearn how to walk the romance life. And all it starts by a walk, really, in the park or doing something. It's not about protection, ooh la la, all of this. Way too early yeah. to even think about all yeah. that. The dating all we part, need just a companion. Reconnect with companionship. Mm-hmm. And there's many men who are looking for you, Megan, who have been divorced after 30 years, who are in your shoes on the opposite of the spectrum. So... That's where I agree with your daughter. There is nothing to lose to go on a date or go on a museum with somebody. And, but no nothing. pressure. Because, you know, for most of, of your life, Megan, every social thing you've done has probably revolved around your husband that you had and your children. So now you're going out not only trying to find a companionship, but just friends. And it's it's different to go experience things with people when you've been insulated with your family for so long. And so now it's a whole new life. So I... A thousand percent. Everything Simon said, go with that. Don't put pressure on yourself to find your next husband or find the next guy that's going to, you know, be in your bedroom one night. Go find somebody that you want to go to a museum with, a movie with, draw with, you know, somebody just to be a friend with and a companion and baby steps. Yeah, I agree, Angie. Sounds good. Oh, you're so sweet. Sounds like a shot of courage, which is what I needed, I guess. Oh, you have it. It's in you. It's so in you. It's just been occupied with other things for the last 30 years. But we believe in you and you can do it. And please let us know how you're doing. Yep. Okay. Thanks so much. Good you're luck, welcome. Megan. Good luck to you. Merci have a good night. Merci. Merci beaucoup. Oh, I love it. I do want to talk about that. When you come out of a very long relationship or mm-hmm. maybe you're, uh, you were married, maybe you were in a bad relationship, maybe you, it was the love of your life and suddenly you're alone, like how you come back from mm-hmm. that and start to date again. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. Simon, I'm so heartbroken over our last call from Megan. Yeah. Uh, So sweet. Married for Uh 30 years and she has children and they're saying, Mm -hmm. get out there and date. It's been a couple of years. And she's like, I don't know if I'm ready. But, you know, that's a heartbreak situation, a a divorce after 30 years when when you have children. I want to talk about, Simon, how you pick up the pieces and start dating again when your heart is ripped out. And you're like, what am I supposed to do? Have you been in that situation, Simon? I've been dumped many times and I've been heartbroken couple times. You've been dumped the, many times? Many times. So That's have why I. I'm still single. So when I was 17, I was dating this, this French girl in, in my high school for two years. And one day she came to me and, and I could tell immediately something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And she said, I have, we have to discuss something. Nous devons parler in French. And then she said, I met somebody. And Angie, it felt like my heart, when I heard those words, 
I don't know if you had this experience. You feel like you're gonna yeah. faint. Yeah. Right. The tingling in your body, like I'm gonna it, pass out. Uh -huh. It pass out. Yes. And Can I knew do. it was over then. I didn't uh, how ask did you more get over it? Little by little, just like you were with in high school, surgery. And you're like whatever. What's next? No, I, 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 no, 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 no. I was very depressed for at least six months, and then lucky for me, I met this wonderful other person. But it was very difficult six months of hell, Angie, where I would think about her 24-7. I would even mm -hmm. call her house just to hear her voice mm -hmm. and hang up. Aww. Silly things, silly things like that. this. I did. Listen, I totally understand where you're coming from. I've been there. I've gotten dumped a million times. There are people that have never been dumped. I want to know from somebody that <laughs> dumps all the time how they move on. After being oh. so cold-hearted. When we come back, we're going to talk yeah. to our producer, Jill. Jill, yeah. Who that's has her. apparently never been dumped. Apparently. I don't know, like, why she's so special. <laughs> I don't we'll know. We'll hear from the other side of the coin. We'll hear from the devil next <laughs> on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Oh, You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. Relationships that end. And sometimes you're heartbroken, Simon, like you and I have been dumped many times in our lives. Ma many times. Many. And there are some people who claim nobody's <laughs> ever dumped them. Hi, uh, executive producer Jill. Hi. Hi. So you've apparently never been dumped in your life. I haven't. It's crazy. I mean, I, I've had guys not like me before, like in high school, but it, as in a, in a relationship, if I'm dating somebody. You're mm. doing the dumping. You're the yeah, dumper. I guess. So... When you dump someone All right. as cold and callous and just rude, like just never call them back, <laughs> when you dump them, how do you just like, you know, from somebody like Simon and I mm -hmm. who've gotten dumped and it just hurts, we yeah. want to know how you just live with yourself, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, by the time I'm dumping somebody, I'm already over the situation. and That's key. Yeah. So I'm already there. I just kind of move on. I would hope that they do too. I don't know. Okay, let me dig into that because okay. I really do feel this uh -huh. way, Simon, that uh -huh. when you're in a relationship, if you know that you don't want to be in it anymore, you kind of are already out before it's over, like emotionally, mentally. Emotionally. You're out of it. So, Jill, do you send cues? Do you send little hints to let somebody know, I'm not feeling this, and maybe hope? That they pick up on those cues and make it easy for you, or do you, like how does how does that whole process go? It's like in the mind of a killer, like when you watch it on Netflix and you don't really know how people operate. If you don't operate that way, it's like we're getting man. an inside look at yeah. what did you say? The Iceman. Iceman. Oh, wow. come, is that me? That's you. Ice yeah, man. that's you now. Too. Inside the uh, the mind of Iceman, heart of stone, a heart of ice. Next on the Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, also mm -hmm. known as Dateline, serial killer of hearts. Um, honestly, we're talking about when you go through a breakup, when you're dumped, it crushes you, right, Simon? You and I have been dumped a million you, times in our lives. You want to die, you faint. It's just awful. It's the, it's the worst thing ever. But what is it like for somebody that does the dumping? It's kind of like, you know when somebody punches you in the face that it hurts. But mm. how does it feel for the person that punches you in the face? And that's where I want to go to our executive producer, Jill, who has never been dumped before. <laughs> never. She claims never once. I, never. I'd, I'd, yeah, yeah. I just I've always ended every relationship I've ever been in. Wow. I know. See? That's I amazing. Know. So I've, I'm like, really, I'm fascinated. <laughs> I want our listeners to know, too, because we've all been dumped except Jill and I I want to know what it feels like 
to do the dumping. As the dumper, Mm -hmm. you mentioned something interesting the last time, though, and I do agree with this. If you are in a relationship that you're not feeling it, I think both Mm -hmm. people know if something's off a little bit. And the one that wants to get out, do you drop hints along the way to hope that somebody notices or do you distance yourself? Like, how does uh, someone with this criminal mind go about uh, getting out of this situation, Jill? Tell us. Well, I feel like I've become more distant for sure. In the past, I've definitely ghosted, which is not the way to go. I have learned that uh, lesson, but I just feel like... I feel like I'm pretty obvious if I'm not into somebody anymore. Like, I stop being affectionate, maybe. Okay. Stop doing things you for them. texting, checking in. Yeah, got those a little things. bit, yeah, more few and far between with the contact. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's no contact. And then that's it. When do you drop the hammer? Like, when do you really just chop their head off, though, is what I want to know from somebody that's been dumped. <laughs> you know, I've only really done that one time. I had to have the conversation, like, this is done. And that was very hard to do. Why? Why did you have the conversation? Was it because they weren't getting the hint from your ghosting? Yeah. So the ghosting is the approach, (laughs) is what you're really saying. The ghosting is the go-to, but if they still don't get it. Simon, don't you think as, you know, you and I have been dumped, isn't that the worst way to be dumped? At least, like, cut my head off. (laughs) It's kind of cruel. This ghosting is is cruel. cruel. It is cruel. I agree. It's not not the most mature way. Yeah, because we sit and we wonder, like, why are they not? Because like, we need closure. We need closure. We right. everybody needs closure. That's to 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 bury the past, to bury relationship, to bury the body of the relationship. You gotta, you gotta, uh, Jill. You gotta have a closure. If you don't give whoever you are dumping or separating from any closure, it's like letting the the person you know suffer yeah. forever until they I, find you know. And these. we don't need like a, a like a therapy session on why. Just say you're done. Like mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, I don't need to hear every single detail of why you don't like me. I just need to know that you're not going to call me ever again. So I don't sit here like an idiot texting you, Jill, every day going, hi, I thought <laughs> we were, it was all good just a week ago. Like what happened? I don't know. Like I just met your parents and then all of a sudden I'm not in the picture. Is it because it's uncomfortable to have that conversation? I guess I just project my feelings onto them. Like, I assume they're not into it anymore either. And then I just mm-hmm. kind of move on and hope that Do they... You really? Yeah, I feel like that. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've never talked to somebody that I've dumped or ghosted on before. So oh I don't my really gosh. know. Let's call somebody that you've ghosted <laughs> or dumped. Can we do that? Yeah, that'd I be fun. I, that, yeah, let's work on that. I'm going to work on that. Let's yeah. See. Can you give me some phone numbers? Mm, uh, I, You know what? I have a new it's phone. It's a 555. There's no <laughs> phone numbers in it anymore. I lost them all. All right, Simon. Uh, more of the rendezvous. Let's go to an advice email that came into simonandangie.com. I'm really happy that Jill sent us these emails that she found instead of just ghosting us on emails. I don't know. One of these days, she's not going to show up for work, and we're not going to know what happened. Like, what do we do? If she dumps us, yeah. It's over. We know where to find her, though. I know where she, her family lives, and she knows that she knows that I know about that. That's gangster. That's true. All right, more rendezvous. I'm scared of you. When we come back. Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous tonight. Welcome back with Simon and Angie. You can always email us, simonandangie.com. We will take any questions for advice on love, dating, romance, relationships. We do have a DM that came in to Mm -hmm. Twitter, our Twitter also, Simon and Angie. And I want to read this to you, Simon, and get your thoughts on this. Um, They want to remain anonymous and say, hi, Simon and Angie. I am nine months pregnant. 
And my husband and I haven't had the ooh-la-la in months. Mm -hmm. I've tried mentioning it to him, but each time I bring it up, he always says, why does it always have to be about the ooh-la-la? I don't mention it a lot, but it's been over two months now. Finally, he ended up telling me it's because I'm so pregnant that he's not comfortable with it, um, but that he still thinks that I'm the most beautiful woman in the world. I'm not sure how to take this. Please, any advice would help. She's nine months pregnant. He's like, mm, I'm not comfortable. Yeah, it's a, it's an old fear of my man who do not know the reality of a woman getting pregnant <laughs> because you can't hurt the baby making love to your wife while she's pregnant. Do you think that it's about he's afraid of hurting the baby or do you think he's maybe turned off? Because that happened to me. I was told point blank. You it's, are not the, you know, sexy girl that I used to be with. Now, all of a sudden, I look at you as a mother. It could be that friends of mine have been in the same situation. And it's not that they don't want their wife anymore. I think they're confused about the fact that as she's getting more pregnant, they might hurt her, and with that stops the desire. More for Pregnant and Lonely next on The Rendezvous. <laughs> Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating romance relationships. Simon, we have this uh, direct message that came in to Simon and Angie on Twitter. Want to remain anonymous. I'll just mm-hmm. say, lonely pregnant lady. Um, Mm -hmm. Lonely Pregnant Lady says, hey, um, I'm nine months pregnant. Husband has said um, after, you know, not not having any ooh-la-la for two months, it's because he's not comfortable with it because I'm so pregnant. What do you say to her for advice? So all of us guys, especially early on, we don't know the exact physiology of pregnancy. And there is this dumb Yes, the mechanics. And we fear (laughs) that if we make love to you, we might hurt the baby some way. And that really, That's so cute most that you guys young guys that. have this problem. So I would say educate and make sure he understands that it, it's impossible. Yeah, like physically, biologically, it's not going to happen that he's going to hurt the baby. Yes. I agree with you, Simon. You, you have to let him know, even if your doctor needs to let him know that it's not going to happen to make him feel better, whatever it takes. And yes. also, like, I think something happens a little bit in the brain when you physically see someone suddenly as a mom and -hmm. they're not the slinky ooh-la-la goddess, there's a belly there, but you're still the same woman. You're still the same body. You still have the same desires. Mm -hmm. And he needs to know that you're still that woman and not just mom now that's nine months pregnant. And also tell him, I'm nine months pregnant and having some ooh-la-la maybe will help push this baby out now. All that, right. That's another great one. It's a, that's a good to hear if you're a guy. That's exactly yeah. what you need to hear. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, Simon. Thank you for your advice. And thank you so much, Pregnant and Lonely, for uh, your direct <laughs> message on yeah. Simon and Angie. Simon, it is uh, Tuesday night. You know what that uh-huh. means. Right. It means. It's the not-so-newlywed game night where I so look forward to uh, ask questions to you and your husband, Jason. That's next on The Rendezvous. Hello, welcome. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. Um, mm-hmm. Simon, we are love dating romance relationships on this show. You are a French romantic. I am the married American realist here. That's right. And on Tuesdays, we always play the not-so-newlywed game. I mm-hmm. mean, anyone listening, you know about the newlywed game. 
my husband and I have been married for seven years. We're not so newlywed anymore. Um, but we still <laughs> want to inspire conversations with other people in relationships, married, dating, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully these discussions on Tuesday nights will lead to something with you. So, Simon, um, we are here. My husband Jason's here. Hi, Jason. Hey there. How you doing? Bonjour, How you Jason. Doing? Good. Good. So, Welcome Simon. Welcome back. You always have a question ready on Tuesday nights. I'll let you go. You know it. I'll start with Jason. Jason, I found this unique quote online, and I want your opinion as uh, Angie's husband, all right? Okay. Here's, it says, most men do not marry the woman they love the most. They marry the woman that is around when they are ready to marry. Mm. Ooh, so they're, they're saying that most men are marrying... The person that they're really in love with, it's just about the timing? Yeah, it's yeah they marry the woman yeah. that is around when they're ready, yes. Like, it's not the love of your life, it's the one that's convenient. So I can't wait to hear the answer to this question. Let me sit back. You go ahead, Jason. Go. <laughs> well, I can definitely better, say it's not hey, true for me. I think... Be careful. Be careful how you answer, and then go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to answer, answer honestly. Like, I, it's Good. not true for me. I, I definitely married the person that I love the most. I think I told you on our first date that... that I was going to marry you, and I just knew right away. Um, and I know a lot of people, especially in their 30s, that are saying, well, I want to find somebody, I want to find somebody, but I, uh-huh. it's not working. And, and uh, you know, I tell them that when you meet the right person, you'll know. Like, you'll just know right away. And I know that sounds really corny and, and probably something out of a, a movie or a television or show yeah. on Lifetime, but I, I think it's very true. I, I knew so, right away, and I, so, I would definitely say that that statement's false. Le- I couldn't disagree with that statement more. Okay, let me test the cliche asking you that follow-up question, Jason. Before you met Angie, in other relationships you've had, have you ever had the thought to marry any of mm. the women you dated before yeah. Angie? Honestly, did it ever cross your mind once yeah. that maybe before you met Angie, so right. that was pre-Angie, right. you were thinking, There's I met no the one. There's no life pre-Angie, but whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> I was never engaged before, and I don't you know that I ever... Though. Like I, I think when I was with people before, I thought... Well, maybe one day we might get married. You know, I think that's typical for anybody in a relationship that, you know, is longer than a few yeah. months. That you... If you're in a long term, you're going to think that. And Jason, I like the story you told me about that girl you dated back home where you thought, OK, this is what it's supposed to be. Can you tell that story, too? Yeah. Like I, I dated a girl for a long time when I was in my early 20s. And mm-hmm. the hardest part was breaking up with her because. She wasn't doing anything wrong. It wasn't like she was getting on my nerves. She wasn't cheating on me. There was no, there were no problems in the relationship. It just wasn't what I wanted. But I think what I struggled with was thinking, well, maybe this is just what love is. This is what a, a marriage or a relationship is supposed to be. And I'm just expecting more. And mm-hmm. this is maybe just the best it gets. And I just don't know any better. So I, I went through like a really confused time and, and was with this person for many, many years just out of not knowing if it's supposed to be better than what it was. Mm-hmm. You, you did not love that person. You did. Um, I, no, I definitely loved that person, but I didn't want to marry that person. She was great. Like, I can't say anything bad about her. She just wasn't for me. Yeah, she was not yeah. the one. Yeah. Jason and I didn't get married until our late 30s, and I think at that point in your life, you've probably been in a few maybe long-term relationships where mm-hmm. you're like, this is great and everything. I just don't see forever with this person. There's nothing wrong with them, but I don't know if this is the one for me and looking back on some of the long-term relationships i've had simon i i am so glad that i didn't do what jason said he was thinking as well and be like hey 
This is where I'm supposed to be at this point in life. This is what I'm supposed to. Maybe this is as good as it gets. Maybe this is what everybody's in. And we'll figure it out. And it doesn't work out that way. That's what the quote is about. Most men don't marry the woman they love the most. They marry the woman that is around when they're ready to marry. I have an opinion about that, considering my husband and I have been married seven years, but we've known each other for 20. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to that when okay. we return on The Rendezvous. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie and also my husband, Jason. It is Tuesday, which means the not-so-newlywed game where we uh-huh. ask questions of this old married tire couple of seven years, me and Jason. Simon, you uh, <laughs> asked Jason a question about a topic that you saw that popped up on social media. Yeah, just a quick reminder. I saw this quote, most men don't marry the woman they love the most. They marry the woman that is around when they are ready to marry. I asked Jason that question. He said that he couldn't disagree more with that quote. And then I asked Jason as a follow-up, did he ever have the thought pre-Angie of marrying another woman he was with before Angie? And uh, Jason said the thought may have crossed his mind, but he knew it was, she was not the one. Right? Uh, Jason, you're right. It's exactly what you said? Yes. Then that leads me to ask Angie the same question. Angie, pre-Jason, were you engaged? You thought about marrying somebody else? Uh, well, Simon, I mean, like I said before, Jason and I got married later. At, it, to it, my it, st- stop sugarcoating it. Let's just answer the question. Uh, uh, calm down. <laughs> Whose show is this? So listen, um, there were people I had long-term relationships with. Of course, you think about what would life look like if I were to marry this person. Because if you're in a relationship for any amount of time, that's going to come right. up. And when you think about the end game with certain mm-hmm. people... It just didn't look like how I wanted my life to be. I have this vision of what I want to see my family be. I have uh, an idea of what I want to feel about my husband when I'm married. And none of those people filled all those requirements. So you never thought about it. You really never thought about it. Well, I mean, I thought about it, but I didn't go through with it. I mean, we can talk more about that when we come back. I'd like that. Let's finish the the depth of that question. You would like that, Jason? You would like that? I'm sure you would. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and... Actually, with Simon and Jason. Uh, I'm Angie. I'm just here um, answering questions about my marriage with my husband. Hello, Jason. On Tuesdays, that's what we do for the uh, not-so-newlywed game. And we've been talking about... The quote that men don't marry the women they love the most. They marry the women that are around when they're ready to get married and mm-hmm. whether or not that's true. So, Angie, you, you answered that no, really, you didn't think you'd, you'd get married. But I wanted to ask you then, have you been engaged before, yeah. Jason? Yes. I mean, yes. let's Tell be honest, Simon. How many, how many times? At like 87. Like, no, listen. how many times you've been engaged? Um, two. Two, two before Jason. She had to think about what number she told me, Simon. Not how uh, many times. I know. She that's engaged. you know what? I'm not gonna lie, that's totally true. That is totally true. What did I tell what? you? Am I right? <laughs> is it the, is, is it what I said? What's the truth? It's two, really, but did I tell you two or did I tell you one? I don't know. What did you tell me? I don't know. Um two. Well, it's who is a real answer, okay? 
There was a guy when I was really super young, and I'm like, I just wanted to get out of my living situation that was horrible at home, and okay. I thought that's what I wanted. And then I'm like, no, I would rather like be on the streets doing bad things than to marry this person, whatever. And then um, years later in my 20s, there was uh, yeah. another engagement with somebody that I was in a very long-term relationship with that I did have feelings for, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe that's what I wanted, and then... Maybe a couple months into it, I was like, what am I doing? I'm too young. I'm not ready. I don't want what this other person wants. They wanted Mm -hmm. kids right away. They wanted me to be a stay-at-home mom. And I'm like, this is not my life. And then several decades later when I figured it out, here comes (laughs) the man of my dreams. The one and only Jason. Yes. So we'll hear if my husband's ever been engaged, which I'm sure he has proposed. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. The quote is, most men don't marry the woman they love the most. They marry the woman that's around when they're ready to get married. Like, you're here. I'm ready. Let's do this. Simon, Marcel, our French romantic. I'm Angie Taylor. My husband, Jason, here for the not-so-newlywed game. And Mm -hmm. Simon, my husband said that he was ready when he met me. He was in love with me when he met me. I think it's a combination of both. In your case, you said it's a combination of both. Go back mm-hmm. to the beginning and, first of all, answer the question, do you think you married Jason because he was around, it was the right time, and you loved him, or because you loved him and no matter where and how and timing, you would have going to marry him? Or like I just would have married anybody at that moment because I was ready yeah. to get married? No, yeah. I... Okay, so Jason and I... Hi, Jason. Um, Jason... Well, there was another guy around when we started dating, so it couldn't have been just anybody. Wait a minute. Okay, that's a different information, Jason. You I mean, mean there was you, were, you were dating somebody Look, else, Angie? I was on a rebound because baby daddy was nailing somebody down the street. And so, you know, I was just like, whatever. I've And then, like, Jason and I started, like, talking. And then that guy was immediately gone. Okay? So he was just oh, kind okay. of a placeholder. I see. Okay. Um, so- but I have also, like, Jason and I met... When we were really, really young, we met probably 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and I always had a crush on Jason. And so we weren't ready to be married at that time. We had different things going on. We were dating other people. We were not in our place in our life where we were ready. Then we meet up again 20 years later. And so, yes, it's both. I was totally in love with my husband, and okay. I was totally ready to get married. So, I think that's the perfect combination, right? Yeah, absolutely. If if you're hundred percent, you know, feel in love in your heart, and it's the right man I or the right it partner, heart, whoever, yeah, in and my mind, in right my body, in my soul, and I was ready. Like I knew I wanted to be married. I wasn't going to push it with somebody. If I wanted to push it with somebody, by the way, husband, I would have pushed it with the dude who was the placeholder that I was kind of talking to before you came along because I was ready to get married. In right, fact, right. I was ready to get married after I had my baby, but baby daddy wasn't the one. The, the placeholder wasn't the one. Here comes the man of my dreams. Boom. I'm ready. You're perfect. I love you. Let's do this. Jason, that must make you feel good. It, it does make me feel good. It, make, it makes me feel great. But, it's, it, you know, it was the exact same thing for her. I mean, I, you know, once you're at a certain age, like, you know, you're, you're dating quite a bit and you get a little frustrated. So when you, uh, when you finally meet somebody that uh, you fall in love with right away and are willing to marry, it's uh, an exciting thing. And in a mm-hmm. weird way, a relief. I mean, yeah. it would have been a really relief. bad. A relief. Why? Because Why? you don't have to look yeah. anymore. 
because I think that once you, you know, once you get to like your mid thirties, I think for everybody there's, and you, and you have unsuccessful relationship after unsuccessful relationship, you start to think maybe this just isn't in the cards for me. There's pressure. And, and you See, start to, uh, you know, reside to the fact that maybe you're just going to be, you know, single true. for the rest of your life, which that's, honestly, that's I would have been completely fine doing had I not met Angie. That's um, true both ways. That goes both ways. Like I was a single mom and I'm like, you know what? This is cool. If this is the way it's going to be, I'll date people. I'll have lovers, whatever it is, but I'm fine not being married. I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to do my thing. And if this is what it is, this is what it is. I'd rather be in that space than be in a bad relationship and another one and another one. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being on with us again tonight on the rendezvous. My love. Thank I will you, see Jason. You later. I can't wait I'm to come you guys next week. Yes, yep. I can't wait to come home to the meal that you cooked me later. Yeah. I love you. Well, we've come home late. <laughs> can't be much later. Bye. All right, bye. More Rendezvous next. Thanks so much for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. If you missed any of our love dating, romance, relationship topics, please uh, check out simonandangie.com. Our podcast is there. And everything we talked about tonight, including um, my husband on for the Not So Newlywed Game, as usual, every Every Tuesday, Tuesday. talking about, you know, if you marry the person you love or if you marry the person that's around when you're ready to get married. And Mm -hmm. that reminds me, Simon, on tomorrow night's show, I want to talk about marrying yourself, which is the new hotness in marriage. I'll explain what it means. Um, (laughs) Also, pregnancy and the ooh-la-la, that was an anonymous direct message that we got, Simon and Angie, Mm -hmm. on Twitter that came in. And also, dating after divorce. This was Megan, who we just adored her tonight on the show, 30 years married, been single now for two years. Kids are pushing her. She's not ready. And Simon, that's where your Simon Says came in. Thanks, Angie. I said, time heals if you let it. Meaning, not only you have to let time pass after a divorce, after a heart, your heart is broken, after you had a deception or, you know, being cheated on, but you have to work with the time. Time is on your side if you work with it. So don't forget that. Time heals if you let it heal you. I think you also have to really, like, think about who you are outside of that whole life for 30 that years. Too. Who who is this person as a single person instead of the mom, the wife of thirty years? And that's right. Yes, it's time. All right. Thank you so much, Simon. And thank you so much for listening to the rendezvous. Like we said, reach out anytime, simonandangie.com, Simon and Angie on all our social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on the iHeartRadio app. Search Simon and Angie anytime. Thanks for being with us tonight. We will talk to you tomorrow. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.